0: To me, the only thing possibly more fun than going on a great American road trip is planning a great American road trip. I'm about to hit the road again, and this time, you're along for the ride. Well, I mean, sort of. Metaphorically speaking, unless you want to come. I mean, I've got room. What's up, guys? This is Ryan Glanzer, and this is the first episode of what I think is a pretty interesting premise for a podcast. This is a pretty good American road trip. I'm not gonna call it great yet. We'll come if, if we get back from this road trip in a few weeks and I determine that this was great, then, then we'll talk. But for right now, I'm just gonna dub it as a pretty good one, pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm Ryan Glanzer, I, I'm 38 years, 11 months old and I live in Austin, Texas. I've been here since 2011. I come from South Dakota originally with a little stop in Minneapolis in between and uh, married with a couple of kids, a, a boy who's nearly seven and a girl who's two and a half, and a disobedient beagle who's currently wearing a cone because he was biting at some spot on his uh, butthole repeatedly, and uh, it became so raw and infected that you know we had to put a cone on him. So that's where we're at. Uh, he's not coming on the trip, but the rest of the family is, at least for parts of it. Um, here, here's the premise of this show. I think this is pretty interesting. I, I need to back up just a bit. On this show, A Pretty Good American Road Trip, we're not gonna just sit here and talk about hypotheticals. We're talking about reality. We're talking about me planning every single aspect of a real road trip that I am then going to take and record episodes from the road. Little recaps, maybe while I'm uh, at hotels or maybe some while I'm driving. Um, It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be very interesting. I find this stuff super fascinating. I love road trips i i've geeked out on on this kind of stuff my entire life look if you want to back up and figure out why i find this stuff so fascinating i mean look no further than my childhood uh, i grew up in rural south dakota my parents are farmers we didn't really do a lot of traveling uh the first time we went on any vacation of any sort i was nine years almost nine years old we went to the black hills and even that was in state that was like a, driving from Eastern South Dakota to Western uh, in fourth grade. We did some project where every kid in the class, like put a dot on a map or something showing where the furthest place we had been. And I was the only kid in the class who had not yet left the state of South Dakota, which is kind of depressing, which was very depressing for me. And I, I took it hard. I'm like, I'm the only one in the class who hasn't left the state. And we were only like 90 minutes from the Minnesota border. It would not have taken that much. Um, in 1992, my dad and a friend of his decided to go to a farm auction in Gary, South Dakota and asked if I wanted to go along. And if, I looked at the map and I said, oh my God, Gary, South Dakota? That is right on the border of Minnesota. We, could, we, could we just drive a little bit into Minnesota so I could say that I've been there? And dad and his friends, they're just yeah, yeah, I, I guess, sure, if, that, if that's what you want. They clearly didn't understand how much this meant to me. <laughs> so we went to this auction and you know i hung out around all day and i'm just waiting and waiting and waiting come on come on we gotta go we gotta go and sure enough they just drove you know a quarter mile across town and there it was there was the sign in the ditch that said welcome to minnesota and i let out a sigh of relief it felt like i had um, you know nothing really changed if i hadn't seen that sign i wouldn't have known i was in a new state but it felt different. It felt very, very different. And from that day forth, I was just this geography nut, specifically U.S. geography. I didn't care about other countries. I cared about the U.S. for some reason. Like, it became my goal to visit every state, to hop across state borders, to visit places where three states meet, um, all that weird stuff. Like, I would sit there as a kid in fourth, fifth, sixth grade on a school bus. I had a very long ride to school bus, uh, ride to school every day on the bus. I would sit there with an atlas and read it like a book. I would study maps and just look at names of towns and plan out fun trips and stuff in my head. So that kind of leads us to where we are today. I live in Texas. All of my family is back up in South Dakota. My wife's family is all in either Minnesota or Iowa or Illinois. And we're really quite isolated down here. We're like a thousand miles from them, which can be tough at times. We've got small children and, you know, there's no there's no grandma right around the corner or aunt or anybody who can just come over and like help with kids. I mean, we're really truly on our own down here. Um. So that that's bad. But the good thing is, is it does open up the door for road trips frequently. Um, going back up to visit family in a non pandemic time is, you know, a pretty regular occurrence once a year, at least maybe twice. And sometimes we're, flying and then there's other times where we have a break from school or just a natural break in our schedules or something at work that just kind of says this is a great opportunity to hit the road. And that kind of stuff just just fascinates me. And I so my wife and I did a uh, a road trip in 2013 when we drove from Austin to St. Paul, Minnesota. It was a wedding of some of our old friends from when we lived in the Twin Cities. Uh, my wife and I were both in the wedding. I was the best man and she was a bridesmaid and we Rather than flying up there, we decided to drive it um, because I thought it would be fun. And we brought our beagle dog with us, and uh, we thought that would be fun. <laughs> and uh, so many bad things happened on that trip. We broke an axle. Uh, my car spent a lot of time in a shop. We spent, I think, at least $1,000 to fix that. Um, the dog, we got probably 50 miles out of Austin, and he started panting. He was sticking his head up over the seat right in my face, just, <laughs> and he did that the entire 3,000 miles that we drove it was insane uh, the dog actually got out of the car and ran away at one point and I debated I mean should we leave him he hates the car we did find him we did get him back in the car um, a lot of things went wrong in that trip and that kind of soured me for a while we didn't do another road trip until 2018 now like this this 2018 road trip was great we my wife was pregnant with our second and our son was about three and a half and we drove from Austin to Denver to Leeds, South Dakota, which is up near the, the Black Hills. And we met up with my family and we had a great stay there for three or four nights. And then we came back to Austin. But the thing when we got back to Austin that I really regretted was that we just cruised through this whole thing so fast and we we didn't give ourselves any extra time to like venture off the route at all and go see a little something or, or any roadside attractions. Nothing like that. It was just pedal to the metal. Got to get to the next stop. We've got these destinations we got to get to. And that That's not the way I typically like to do stuff like that. So 2013 was kind of a bust. 2018, it was good, but it wasn't wasn't quite what I had in mind. So in 2019, I really figured it out. There was a family gathering in Galena, Illinois, on my wife's side of the family. And what we decided to do, my wife would stay home. Um, from her own family reunion. No, she decided to stay home with our our baby at the time. Little little daughter, Edie, was just a a few months old. And I really wanted to take this road trip. I I worked for a company, and I still work for the company, that has unlimited PTO. And I can work remotely. I work remotely full-time, pandemic or not. I was always working from home. And there was nothing preventing me from taking this trip. In fact, our company is so great. It actually, like, they give us... Uh, a travel reimbursement fee up to a certain amount of our salary, so I'm, I'm like I, I it it would be stupid not to take this trip like turn this into a big road trip. So what I did was I took our son who was only four, nearly five at the time, and we decided we're gonna take our sweet ass time getting from Austin to Galena. It's gonna be loosely planned like we we have some destinations each night. I wasn't gonna wing it with four year old exactly. I, I booked a spot in Tulsa. My company's based in Tulsa. So that first day we drove up there very leisurely, uh, probably seven hours on the road, but we stopped so frequently. We did all these cool things. There was this diner in Dallas that was like featured on Diners and Drivers and Dives that we had to stop at. Um, there was a President Eisenhower's birthplace, I think, in Denison, Texas we stopped at. We got right across the Oklahoma border, and there was this fun little roadside peanut shop that we stopped at. And then there was this, uh, the, the Indian Turnpike driving north up into the Tulsa area. It's just really cool view. Um, such a great day. I mean, that was such a great day. we stopped at this cute little Airbnb. I know, cute. Um, (laughs) this quaint little Airbnb in Tulsa that was like in someone's garage. And it was just perfect. That day was so much fun. And then the next day we got up and we did it all over again. We went through Northern Oklahoma and saw that whale. And then we went through, uh, Independence, Kansas. We stopped at Little House in the Prairie and we stopped at the zoo where the first monkey from space was from. And then we got to Topeka and we did the Evil Knievel Museum and rode like this motorcycle 3D thing. Um, spent the night in Nebraska with a friend. Next day, we leisurely drove up to Vermilion, South Dakota and stayed with my sister and like went to the neighborhood pool and stuff. I'm, like That trip was epic. It was so much fun. It is exactly what a road trip should be. It was unmatchable. Um, we had just an absolute blast. And then We eventually got to Minneapolis, stayed with some friends there, and then my wife and daughter flew into town. We picked them up. We drove down to Illinois, did the family reunion, and then that's where things got dicey because we did this reunion, and then we had to bust ass to get back to Austin because my son started kindergarten on Tuesday, and we left this reunion, I think, on a Sunday night, so I I drove from Galena, Illinois, to St. Louis, dropped my wife and daughter off at the airport, and they flew back. I should have dropped the son, too. He he decided to ride it out with me. Um, big mistake. We we drove overnight from St. Louis to Austin with a tiny motel break in Gurdon, Arkansas, I want to say. At like 2 a.m., I just couldn't do it anymore. I pulled off. We slept for like four hours, and then we got back in the car, and we just busted ass back to Austin again. And it sucked. Like, that road trip was like, 80% as awesome as could possibly be imagined, and 20% hell. Um, and I mean, we're talking about, I think it took 12 or 13 days. And my son, who was nearly four at the time, was just he just was crying on the way home. He was so sick of that damn car seat. <laughs> and every movie, every DVD I had brought in the van, I drive a 2016 Chrysler Town & Country, which has a little flip-down DVD, Screen And he just couldn't do it anymore. Like we'd watched cars like eight times on that trip. It was too much. I'm like, okay, that's pushing it to the limits. We've got to figure out a happy medium. Then the pandemic hit. We did not do a road trip in 2020, but we did do another one earlier this spring. We did a, a, a mini road trip. We had uh, my wife and I, our two kids, and my mom, who flew down from South Dakota just to be along to like help the kids in the car, Drove from Austin to Gulf Shores, Alabama with a, a stop in New Orleans on each side of the trip. And that was great. It was great. It was not really road trippy so much. We didn't really stop off and do anything off the beaten path. It was really just get to the destinations and come back. So, again, this was, this was over the course of like seven or eight days. We're kind of cramming it in there pretty pretty tight. So, not really sure if I'm going to include that as being an official road trip. It kind of was, kind of not. All right, I'm sorry, that's too much background, probably more background than you needed for this show, but I needed to set the stage somehow, and that that brings us to today. That brings us to the premise of this show. This season is one singular road trip. We're starting the planning on the show today. Like, this is actually happening right now. I haven't thought everything through yet. We're going to kind of talk it through on the show episode by episode. And today's episode, I guess I would title... Something like the idea. This is just the idea here. We're going to give you kind of the the knowns, which are not very many. We know the... Okay, here's the deal. We know the destination. The destination, just like 2019, is once again Galena, Illinois, which uh, has a resort called the Eagle Ridge Resort, and it's a little bit outside of town, out in the country. Very, very nice property. Um the the town of Galena is great. It's a cool little spot. Um it's just across the Iowa border, not far from Dubuque, not actually too far from Dyersville, Iowa, where the Field of Dreams movie site is. So, it, it's got some cool stuff in the area. It really does. And it's not a destination that, you know, I would have chosen, but it's the destination where my wife's family has chosen because it's centralized for the rest of the family who lives in Minnesota and Iowa and Illinois. For those people, it makes a lot of sense. It's just a short little drive for each of them. But we're the oddballs. We moved down to Austin. We can't expect that group of people to like all shift their plans and come further this way. So, And again, it's okay because I love road trips. So the fact that they wanted to have it in western Illinois is fine with me. That's great because now I get to think about how we're going to get there. And look, the trip is set in stone. They've got rooms booked at this resort for the days of August fifth through ninth. I guess the first thing that we had to think about once this came onto our calendars was, are we going to go? Can we make it work? And the answer is unequivocally, yes, we can. My wife and well, my wife and I, we haven't seen her family. We have not seen her side of the family since the before the pandemic started. I haven't seen her parents I haven't seen her siblings, her cousins, her aunts and uncles, none of that, since pre-pandemic, quite honestly, probably since the last Galena trip in 2019. So it would be foolish to sit it out, Um, especially when you consider that the month of August is when my son does not have anything going on. His last day of summer camp is July 29th, and his first day of second grade is something like August 16th or 17th or something. So he's off those days anyway. Like We don't have anything booked for him from July 30th through August 17th, right when the trip falls. So it's perfect timing. And again, we're talking about my job that's extremely flexible, unlimited PTO, the ability to get reimbursed for trips, and the fact that I even if the trip is longer than a week or so, I can just set up shop and work remotely from anywhere. My job's very great like that. Such a wonderful place to work such great perks. <laughs> My wife's job unfortunately is not like that. She works for a large corporation. You would know the name if I said it instantly. It's a very very well-known company and they they don't even get holidays off. They if they want to take Thanksgiving off, they have to use a, a vacation day. So she's much 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 less flexible than me. So that's I think how this is going to be shaped a little bit here. It's the kids have nothing holding them back. I have nothing holding me back, but my wife has a lot holding her back. And the funny thing is, it is her family's trip, you know? So that's kind of the weird thing about this whole thing. So we gotta talk all that through and figure out what makes sense for everybody. Not just what makes sense for me, or the kids, or her individually, but what makes sense for everyone. We've got time to fill. I've got vacation time to burn. Um, so that's kind of interesting where we're gonna go here in the next step. Let's talk about the options of getting there, okay? Option A is flying. Now I've done some investigating into this. It's actually pretty reasonable. To fly from Austin to Dubuque, Iowa, which is just a stone's throw from Galena, I wouldn't have guessed it, but it's only $357 per plane ticket. Now that's, that's per person and we're talking four people. So 1500 roughly, and then a rental car, which rental car prices are pretty disturbing right now. We're talking like, I, I just dropped $400 on a rental car a couple of weeks ago to drive from Dallas to Tulsa. A whole other story, but rental cars are expensive right now post-pandemic for some reason, the, they just don't have them. They disappeared somehow. They don't have enough to go around. So rental cars are expensive. We're talking probably three or $400 minimum for a rental car for those four or five days to rent it from Dubuque and return it later. Um, it's it's not bad, honestly. If we left on Thursday and came back on Monday, it, it, price-wise, it would cost us under $2,000 for the travel part, which isn't terrible. Um, but here's the thing. We're flying with kids masked with a connection at O'Hare, and we're going to have to bring their car seats along. Um, that's a pain in the ass. Have you ever flown with children who need car seats when you get to the destination. I mean, maybe you can rent a car seat from a rental car place. I don't know, I've never tried. But normally we've brought car seats with us and it's just like this mountain of luggage. Like, we've taken pictures in airports before where the luggage, all of our suitcases and car seats and stuff piled up are higher than me. It's just, it's disgusting. (laughs) I hate doing it, I hate it. Um, When the kids are a little bit older, that's gonna be an option that'll be back on the table. But for right now, I don't want to do that. I really don't. Like, let, let's talk it out and see what the other options are. So, so option A was flying Austin to O'Hare to Dubuque. Yeah, not my favorite idea. Option B is driving. Uh, we could drive straight there, the four of us in my in my minivan. Um, we're talking like six to eight tanks of gas. Uh, you know, forty-five dollars a pop. Two nights in hotels, one on each end of the trip. Meals on the road. I mean, that's not too bad. It would definitely be under $1,000. It would be less than half the cost of flying for sure if you want to get by in the cheap. But then we're talking about leaving on Wednesday and getting back on Tuesday. So that's a lot of extra time just sitting in the car. That's if we just drive from Austin to Galena and then drive back to Austin, all four of us. And then we're talking about that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. That's five days of vacation time my wife doesn't have. So that's not really a great option. And I don't want to just do one of these pedal-to-the-metal trips where we're just driving straight from Austin to Galena and right back. <sighs> Neither option is great. We want to go. We definitely want to go. We want to see everybody. But flying really doesn't excite me. And I've got to remember, we got all these extra days that my son has nowhere to go at home. And I would re- really regret it if we got back to Austin and I thought to myself, we should have kept this trip going. Because now he has nothing to do down here. So, that's where this new plan comes in. Now, I'll admit, I thought of this part in advance. I've known this for a while. I'm doing the hybrid trip. I am doing the hybrid trip. Do you know what that is? It's the best of both worlds. Some people fly in. So, okay, I'm going to drive the van there. We need the van. We need a rental car. Let's just take my van. I'll take the kids' car seats. I'll take all the other excess luggage, you know, floaty devices for pools and whatever and i'll just drive there myself which i love to do anyway you give me three or four days on the front end to just leisurely get from austin to galena i will be in heaven i will that'll be a dream come true for me um then on thursday august 5th my wife drives to the airport with the two kids they get on a one-way flight to chicago which we looked it up it's like 90 bucks a person Um, I pick them up at the airport and we just drive to Galena. It's simple. It's, it's perfect. At least that part of the trip is, I mean, my wife who has precious little PTO to burn doesn't have to burn nearly as much. And I who have nothing but PTO to burn can go and do my own thing. And the kids who don't really want to ride in a car all over the country necessarily, I don't think can just kind of hang out at home and do their thing. Now, I don't know what the boy will do this whole time, like our, our daughter still has daycare, but my son doesn't have anything to do. I'm, my, my wife has three days where she has to figure out how to occupy this six, and almost seven-year-old boy. Not the end of the world. I'm sure she can think of something. He's got friends, there's daycare at our gym, there's all sorts of stuff he can do. Not going to worry too much about it. We get to Galena, we do the trip, the end of the trip rolls around, and here's what we're thinking, Okay. The trip should be expanded. We should expand this thing drastically. We could go straight home from Galena, but why would we? Because, again, what are we going to do with our kid who who doesn't have school for all these days? My parents live on a farm in South Dakota, and being city kids, my son and daughter think it's a lot of fun to go out there and visit. It's a, cu- a huge culture shock for them to go out and see open prairies and cows and They've got all sorts of fun, like, uh, ATV-type vehicles on the farm to drive around. They've got a swimming pool. Uh, It's fun out there. Kids love it. And my my parents, of course, love to see them, too. So it's win-win. So I'm thinking what we do is we drop my wife off at an airport somewhere between Galena and Carpenter, South Dakota, let her fly back home, get back to work right away on Monday, and I'll keep the trip rolling. I, I know it's an ambitious thing to do, a dad with two little kids on the road alone, far away from home. And then daughter, by the way, just at the ending stages of potty training. She's not completely there yet. So that's another uh, a little hurdle thrown in there, but nothing we can't deal with. So we're talking about me on the road alone with two kids from essentially Monday through probably at least Sunday, probably an entire week. And I mean, my wife can't turn this plan down. Since the kids have been born, neither of us have had more than 12 consecutive hours at the house by ourselves. And she will get an entire week under this scenario. She will get a week. That's insane. That's insane. She will get to fly back and be at the house alone for a week, which somebody would say like, why would you do this? What's in it for you? I'm like, I'm, I, I love the road trip part. It's a win for me. And guess what she's going to do when she's here at the house? She immediately, every time that this happens, something like this happens where she gets a few hours to herself or a night to herself, she goes right to work in the kids' rooms or our bedroom closet or the garage or something and just starts decluttering. That is what she does when she's home alone. She loves it. She loves to reorganize and just spend that time decluttering because we never get that opportunity when the kids are here messing stuff up. So I think it's a win-win-win-win-win for everybody, everybody. The only people who lose out, you know, maybe my company a little bit because I'm talking now about being gone for two weeks and trying to, you know, work from the road at my parents' house, which I will try to do, but let's be honest, it's going to be difficult to really put forth 100% focus out there. Um, Okay, so things are coming together here, right? We've got dates. I'm going to leave on August 2nd from Austin. I'm going to get up to Galena on the 5th, or Chicago on the 5th, pick them up and go to Galena. We leave there on the 8th or 9th. I think probably the 8th because my wife needs to be back to work on Monday. We drop her off at an airport, we drive to Carpenter, South Dakota, and then My son starts kindergarten, I think, the following Wednesday, so we've got to be back to Austin by, like, I'd say no later than Monday. We need a buffer day in there. So we need to be back by August 16th. That's what we know so far. Those are the facts, and that's how this show is going to be laid out here from here on out. I think the next episode, what we're going to do, we're going to start talking about day one of the trip. We're going to say, where am I going to go? How am I going to get there? How much time is it going to take? Um... It's going to be fun. We're going to look at the map and we're going to figure out which route we're going to take together. We're going to find out some lodging. We're going to find out if there's anything fun on the road to see between Austin and Stop One for the night. I am so excited about that. We're also going to talk more in the coming episodes about things like driving. I mean, forget about the destination or the trip. Let's just talk a little bit about driving. What do you do when you're behind the wheel on a big road trip, especially by yourself, like I'm going to be for part of it? How do you stay alert? Um, are you a Red Bull person? Uh, coffee, chewing tobacco—lots uh, of things can keep people alert behind the road, uh, the wheel on the road for long periods of time. Um, what do you listen to? Are you a music person, a podcast person? Do you roll down the windows and just listen to the the sounds of nature and traffic? I mean, what what do you do? Like these are all things we're going to talk about too, um, in a future episode. But I've also got I've got to bring it up here. You probably guessed. Yeah, I, I've got a drink in hand. I'm gonna have a drink in hand for every episode, except for the ones where I'm driving. I don't think I'll be doing that. But you know what? A uh, a glass of uh, booze at the end of the day. I never hurt anybody, right? Um, <laughs> tonight I am drinking a uh, Coke and Canadian Club whiskey. I, I have always enjoyed the Canadian whiskeys, whether it's Windsor or Lord Calvert or rich and rare or what what have you they're all good canadian club probably gets the the best uh, street cred out there drinking that tonight um one last note i couldn't help but notice as i rambled here for the last half hour that i said the phrase my wife about 60 different times her name is lauren i should just say lauren at any rate we are out of time for episode number one here gonna try to keep these things to roughly a half hour each so we don't burn you out too much Um, I can talk for a long period of time if you just give me a microphone if you put me across the table from a a friend or a colleague or something like I'll just sit there like "Uh Mm. (laughs) uh-huh mmm but if you just give me a microphone and nobody on the other side I can just ramble on for hours and that's one of the things I do in the car too I I love to just sit in the car and just kind of talk to myself Um, It's a great time. I find it kind of cathartic. You can really work through some thoughts and things like big life decisions just by kind of talking to yourself. And what other opportunities do you really get to just sit there and talk to yourself other than being in a car? I don't know. Maybe I'm weird like that. I've brought it up in the past, and some other people have said, no, I do it too. So I don't feel so bad about it. Um, Anyway, that's episode one of a pretty good American road trip. I'm Ryan Glanzer, and I look forward to talking more next time about leg one of the trip. And if you just heard a rumble in the background, that is my dog, Baxter, getting clotheslined as he tried to run out the doggy door with that cone on his neck. And he, oh wow, he made it through. He made it through with the cone. That's pretty impressive. It kind of flipped back and then flopped back forward. So he's got it figured out. Let's, uh... Let's keep his, uh, his infected, raw butt in our wishes here. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on a very good, well, no, a pretty good American road trip.